0: For Father, we thank you once again for the opportunity to, to converse uh, with you, Lord, in your word and to share it with those who are listening. Uh, please, may you add power to these words, Lord, and may you forgive us for our sins, and that, that our communication with you may be clean and pure. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, welcome back. When we left off, we, we entered into the, the text. Um, Leviticus 26, verse 18, which shows that um, the first seven times the Lord says he's going to break the pride of their power. Now, in order to understand this text, we would then need to know what was the pride of Israel's power. Now, before I go into it, I will say the pride of their power was their king's. But again, like with every other scripture, you have to prove that. So, we'll prove that and then we'll come back to this text showing how um, how the Lord... did the first seven times. And, and, and the Lord showed us that he first started with the light punishment, taking their, their sustenance and bringing them into, uh, 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 cap, not captivity, but bringing them under the reign of other rulers. But then the Bible says, if you don't hearken, then he's going to break the pride of your power. And we know that God is a man and he cannot lie. And so we can simply <coughs> check the scriptures to see these things. So we're going to look at these, these kings of Israel which was the pride of Israel's power, and then we'll bring it back to litigus to show how they connect. So let us go to 1 Kings 11, verses 26 to 40. Now it's a lot of reading, so follow along with me. It says in verse 26, And Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, an Ephratite, and this is important that Jeroboam is an Ephratite, because the Lord uses this term in other places. Uh, an Ephratite of Zereda, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zeruah, a widow woman, even he lifted up his hand against the king. And this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king. Solomon built Milo and repaired the breaches of the city of, his, of David, his father. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor. And Solomon, seeing the young man that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all the charge of the house of Joseph. And it came to pass at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem, that the prophet Ahijah, the, Sh- the Shilonite, found him in the way. And he clad himself with a new garment, and they two were alone in the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in two pieces. Twelve pieces. Sorry. And rented it in twelve pieces, the Bible says. And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon, and I will give thee ten tribes. And I will give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake. Now, the Bible says, Rent the garment in. 12 pieces and these 12 pieces represent the 12 tribes of Israel and the Bible says that he was going to give Jerusalem he was going to give Jeroboam, Jeroboam. 10 pieces and he was going to give to Solomon how many pieces? It says one. one. Now that doesn't sound like 12 right? 10, one but we know those of us who do math, math is absolute 12 minus 10 is 2 so Solomon automatically gets two tribes and we're going to see that later. There's two tribes Solomon being a part of one of those tribes, and then he receiving another tribe. That gives you two tribes. So, continuing on, it says, Because that they have forsaken me and have worshipped Astaroth, the goddess of the the Zidonians, Chemosh, the god of the Moabites, and Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways to do that which is right in mine eyes, and to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did David his father. How be it? I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose because he kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hand and will give it unto, give it unto thee even ten tribes, and unto his son uh, will I give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem." the city which I have chosen to put my name there. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all thy soul desire, and shalt be king over Israel. This is another point. I didn't highlight it here, but he says that the kingdom was going to be divided into two parts. Uh, Ten tribes to Jeroboam. Alright, so he receives ten tribes. And in this verse, it says these ten tribes is called Israel. Right? Because, um, yes, he says, And will give Israel unto thee. So the ten, he calls them Israel. And we'll see that later. It says, And I will for this afflict the seed of David, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, and Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt unto Shishak, king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. Now let's go to the next chapter. 1 Kings 12, verse 1. It says, And Rehoboam went to Shechem, for all Israel were come to Shechem to make him king. Now Rehoboam is the son of Solomon. Oh, that's, it says, And it came to pass, when Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who was yet in Egypt, heard of it, for he fled from the presence of King Solomon, and Jeroboam dwelt in Egypt, that they sent and called him. And Jeroboam and all the congregation of Israel uh, came and spake unto Rehoboam, saying, Thy father made our our yoke grievous. Now therefore make thou the, the grievous service of thy father, and his heavy yoke which he put... Upon us, lighter, and we will serve thee. And he said unto them, Depart yet for three days. Then come again to me. And the people departed. And King Rehoboam consulted with the old men that stood before Solomon his father while he yet lived, and said, How do you advise that I may answer the people? And they spake unto him, saying, If thou wilt be a servant of this people this day, and will serve them, and answer them, and speak good words to them. Then they will be thy servants forever. But he forsook the counsel of the old men, which they had given him, and consulted with the young men that were grown up with him, and which stood before him. And he said unto them, What counsel give ye that we may answer these people who have spoken to me, saying, Make the yoke which thy father put upon us lighter? And the young men that were grown up with him spake unto him, saying, Thus shalt thou speak unto these people that speak unto thee, saying, Thy father made your yoke heavy, but make it thou lighter unto us. Thus shalt thou say unto them, My little finger shall be thicker than my father's loins. And now, whereas my father did laid you with a heavy yoke, I will add to your yoke. My father had chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. So Jeroboam and all the people came to Rehoboam the third day, as the king appointed, saying, Come unto me again the third day. And the king answered the people roughly, and forsook the old men's counsel that they gave him. And spake to them after the counsel of the young men, saying, My father made your yoke heavy, and I will add to your yoke. My father also chastised you with whips, but I will chastise you with scorpions. Now, nice thought that just came. is this: This story... Now, this part of the story, we can see that principle in Egypt. You had two pharaohs. And the first pharaoh, he made their yoke light. Right? Because all the people in Egypt, they sold themselves into slavery. Mm -hmm. He made their yoke light. But when the second pharaoh came up, what did he do? He made their yoke grievous, grievous, heavy. And what did the Lord bring upon that pharaoh? Plagues. Judgment. judgment. Right? So what is the Lord going to bring upon this kingdom? judgment. It's the same principle. Yeah. So, let's go to verse 15. It says, Whereas the king hearkened not unto the people, for the cause was from the Lord, that he might perform his saying, which he spake by Ahijah the Shalonite unto Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. Now this is also nice because the Lord knew what was going to happen. And he put it in the heart of Rehoboam to, 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 to make the yoke heavy. Because his prophecy to Jeroboam had to be fulfilled. That Jeroboam was going to receive ten tribes. And the Lord brought this about so that that could take place. It says, So when all Israel saw that the king hearkened not unto them, the people answered the king, saying, What portion have we in David? Neither have we inheritance in the son of Jesse. To your tents, O Israel, now see to thine house, our own house, David, so Israel departed to their tents, and by Israel it's the ten tribes. But as for the children of Israel which dwelt in the cities of what? Judah. of Judah, Rehoboam reigned over them. so now you have these two kings: Jeroboam and Rehoboam They're also
1: called
0: the children of Israel Yes. Amen. They're both the children of Israel. Right? But in, in, in other scriptures, you'll see that the Lord separates Israel from Judah. In, in just so that we could identify exactly who he's talking about when he speaks. So, um, verse 20. Sorry, verse 19. It says, So Israel rebelled against the house of David unto this day. And it came to pass, when all Israel heard that Jeroboam was come again, that they sent and called him unto the congregation and made him him king over all Israel. There was none that followed the house of David but the tribe of Judah only. And when Jeroboam was come to Jerusalem, he assembled all the house of Judah with the tribe of what? The tribe of Benjamin. So the two tribes that went to the house of David was Judah and and Benjamin. And thousand chosen men, which were warriors, to fight against the house of Israel, to bring the kingdom again to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. But the word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, the man of God, saying, Speak unto Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and unto all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the remnant of the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, ye shall not go up, Now fight against your brethren, the children of Israel. This is a nice point, that Israel will always be our brethren. This is a nice point, because when you come down to the end of the world, those who are in Israel, who are they? They're your brethren. And who are we to work for? We have to work for our brethren. Amen? Amen? So, you have these two kings that comes up, right? And later we'll see that the second tribe is called Judah. Jerusalem okay so in order for the Lord to begin the first seven times he, had to, he completed this work in separating Israel into two tribes which means now the Lord has to do double work right because as I said earlier the king was the pride of their power amen no no Jerusalem is another name for that tribe for the two tribes okay yeah it's Judah and Benjamin, but sometimes the Lord calls them Jerusalem and sometimes He calls them Judah. And then He calls the ten just straight Israel. Israel. And we'll, we'll hopefully, when I see it, I could highlight it. It comes to mind. Yes. So now let's go to Isaiah chapter 7. Because the Lord says in, in, in Leviticus 26 that He was going to break the pride of their, of their power. And this is now, we're coming to the point where we're going to learn of the date that the Lord broke the pride of the power, because we said that the seven times is duration, right? So, in order for something to have a duration, it must have a beginning and it must have an end. So, Isaiah 7, it says, Then said the Lord unto Isaiah, Go forth now to meet Ahaz, thou and Shea Jeshub, thy son, at the end of the conduit of the upper pool. In the highway of the fullest field, and say unto him, Take heed and be quiet; fear not, neither be faint-hearted for the two tails of these smoking firebrands, for the fierce anger of Rezin with Syria and of the son of Remaliah, because Syria, Ephraim, and the son of Remaliah have taken counsel against thee, saying, evil 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 counsel against thee. Saying, Let us go up against whom? Judah, Judah. Okay, so Syria, Ephraim, and uh, the son of, and the son of Remaliah take counsel against Judah, right? And Ephraim, we, we we which I highlighted earlier, that Jeroboam was an Ephraimite, Amen. right? The Lord made that point on purpose, so we understand now it's the 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 the, the, the ten tribes who are Ephraimites. They have count they have taken counsel with Syria, and they're coming against the. Northern tribe. And now we have this civil war between the northern tribe and the southern tribe. The ten and the two. So, verse 6, this is what they say. Let us go up against Judah and vex it, and let us make a breach therein for us, and set a king in the midst of it, even the son of Tabeel. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall not stand, neither shall it come to pass. For the head of Syria is Damascus. And the head of Damascus is risen. And within threescore and five years shall Ephraim be broken, that it be not a people. people. Now remember, the Lord says he was going to break the pride of their their power. right? And so now, Isaiah receives this vision. And according to um, the best chronology, uh, according to our pioneers, this vision was given in the year 742 B.C. Right? So Isaiah receives this vision. I'm just going to put it here in 742. And know you have Isaiah's uh, I-S-A-I-A-H Isaiah's vision. And that came in the year 742 B.C. And Isaiah says within how many years? 65. Within sixty and five years shall Ephraim be broken that it be not a people.
1: There's a nice connection here that um, you go back to First Kings 12, mm-hmm. it says, Thus saith the Lord, he shall not go up, nor fight against your brethren. Amen. When you go back to Isaiah 7, it says, Let us go up. That's and why fight they broke. If bre- you fight against your brethren, God breaks you.
0: So they didn't hearken to the command. To the commandment of the Lord. And the Lord says, If you hearken, blessings. But if you fail, Cursings, Cursing, right? But praise God. That's a nice connection. So, continue on in verse 9, it says, And the head of Ephraim is Syria, and the head of Sam- Samaria is Ramaliah's uh, son. If ye will not believe, surely ye-, ye shall not be established. Moreover, the Lord speak again unto Ahaz, saying, ask thee, for, ask thee a sign of the Lord thy God, and ask it in the depth or in the height above. Go ahead, Ramar. I like the um, verse nine.
2: It says, it "says If you will not um, believe, believe surely ye shall not be established." The Amen. Lord was establishing Isaiah as a prophet right here, because you go to Second Chronicles twenty twenty. It Amen. says that if you don't believe, believe the mouth, m- mouth of, of the prophets, of ye, ye yeah. shall not be um, established. So at this point, the Lord is establishing Isaiah Amen. as his prophet. That
0: also comes after Isaiah six. When he oh, had a yes, vision, yeah. and he, now the Lord sent him, and so he's establishing <coughs> him, just like Samuel received the vision from, from the Lord for Eli. And now Israel knew that there was a prophet, prophet in, the land. in the land. Amen. Right. Praise God. So this part, it says, Ask thee a sign of the Lord. Ask it either in the depth or in the height above. But Ahaz said, I will not ask, I will not tempt the Lord. And he said, Hear ye now, O house of David. Is it a small thing for you to weary men? But will ye also worry my God also? Therefore, the Lord himself shall what? Give you a sign. Shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. So keep that, keep that in mind. Together with this seven times is a sign. There's a sign that is connected to the seven times that you are to ask for. Right? But if you don't ask, the Lord is going to give it to you. Because that's what He says. So let's continue. Butter and honey shall ye eat, that ye may know to refuse evil and choose good. For before the child shall know to refuse evil and choose the good, the land that thou abhorrest shall be what? Forsaken of what? Forsaken of both her kings. Yeah. So, before uh, yes. Christ was to be born, before the sign was to be given, what time prophecy must begin? The 25-20, the, the, the seven times. Before Christ could have come on earth, this prophecy had to have been um, in, in process. Right? Connected to this prophecy is the sign. Those who, those who reject this prophecy will reject the sign. Right, Those who And in in turn, you will reject Millerite history. Because how did Millerite history come to see where Christ was? Through this prophecy. In tracing this prophecy down through time, they found Christ. This prophecy helps you find Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. Alright. So, let us go to Hosea chapter 5. Hosea chapter 5, verse 5 says, And the pride of what? Israel doth testify to his face. Therefore, shall Israel and Ephraim fall for their iniquity, and Judah shall what oh, fall good. also with them? So it tells you plainly before Christ come, these two kings gotta go mm-hmm. right, and it tells you why in Hosea the pride of Israel testified, amen. And the Lord says He was going to break the right. pride right. of their power, and in some, in, in, in a little sense, Ahaz. When, not, is it Ahaz, or Ahaz? Yes, Ahaz was told to ask, but in his pride he chose not to ask. Right? And so the Lord is not dealing with that, and the Lord has to break that before Christ. The Lord says, I'll do it myself. Right? So now let us go to the next verse. Now, uh, the, the quote from Prophets and Kings uh, 295, paragraph 1, he says, And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and you shall be left few in number among the heathen. Whither the Lord shall lead you, and there ye shall serve God, the work of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. This prophecy fulfilled in part in the time of what?
1: Judges. That's
0: what the Lord showed us in the, in the scriptures. Amen. Right? It says, met a more what? Complete. Complete or a more severe. Right? Because it says the seven times is severest discipline. Right? So it says, a more complete and literal fulfillment in the captivity of Israel in Assyria and Judah in
1: Babylon.
0: Babylon." Babylon. The Lord broke both these kingdoms by sending them into captivity. So let's look at the captivity of Israel. 1 Kings 17 and verse 1. 2 Kings 17 and verse 1, sorry. It says in the 12th year of Ahaz, king of what? Judah. Judah. That's who Isaiah spoke to. Amen? amen. Right? Began Hoshea, the son of Elah, to reign in Samaria over whom? Israel. This is the point I was making. Over Israel. I uh-uh, have two eyes, right? Over Israel, nine years. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord, but not as the kings of Israel that were before him. Against him came up Shalmaneser, king of whom? Assyria. Assyria. Is that not what Ellen White tells us in the quote? First Assyria, then Babylon. then Babylon, right? Hosea tells us Israel and Ephraim shall fall and Judah shall also fall with them, amen? So it says, against him came up Shalmaneser king of Assyria and Hosea became his servant and gave him presents and the king of Assyria found conspiracy in Hosea for he had sent messengers to So, to king of Egypt and brought no present to the king of Assyria. As he had done year by year. Therefore the king of Assyria shut him up. And bound him in prison. Then the king of Assyria came up throughout all the land. And went up to Samaria. And besieged it three years. In the ninth year of Hoshea, The king of Assyria, uh, of Assyria took Samaria. And carried Israel away into Assyria. Now. According to um, history, this happened in the year 723 BC. So 742, uh, 42 minus23 uh, should give us 19, right? So 19 years after Isaiah received this prophecy, what happens? The Lord begins to fulfill it. Amen? Because he says, within 60 five years, Ephraim shall be broken and be. Not, a, Not people. a people, but Hosea says, "Not only Ephraim shall fall, but Judah shall also fall." Right? So, in seven forty, in seven twenty-three, you have um, the southern tribe being taken captive, beginning the captivity with them. Go ahead. It's 723. Seven twenty-three BC. That's the north. The northern tribe. Amen. The ten tribes. Yes. Right. Let me just add that here, real quick, for. Um, The ten is is the north, the northern tribes, and the two is the southern tribes. Amen. Thank you. Uh, Verse 7. For so it was that the children of Israel sinned against the Lord their God, which had brought them up out of the land of Egypt from under the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and had feared other gods and walked in the statutes of heathen whom the Lord cast out before them from before the children of Israel and of the kings of Israel which they had made. And the children of Israel did secretly those things that were not right against the Lord their God. And they built them high places in all their cities from the tower of the watchman to the fen city. And they set them, they set them, set them up images and groves, in every high hill, and under every green tree. And there they burnt incense in all the high places, as did the heathen whom the Lord carried away before them, and wrought wicked things to provoke the Lord to anger. For they served idols. Whereof the Lord said unto them, Ye shall not do this thing. Yet the Lord testified against Israel, and against whom? Judah. And against Judah, by all the prophets, and by all the seers, saying, Turn ye from your evil ways and keep my commandments and statutes according to all the law which I commanded your fathers and which I sent to you by my servants, the prophets. And you go to Leviticus 26 and right there is when the Lord gave them this, these, uh, these commands from the mouth of Moses, right? Verse 14, notwithstanding they would not hear, but hardened their necks like the neck of their fathers that did not believe in the Lord their God. And they rejected his statutes and his covenants that he made with their fathers and his testimonies which he testified against them. And they followed vanity and became vain and went after the heathen that were wronged about them. Concerning whom the Lord had charged them, they should not do like them. And they left some of the the commandments. And they left all the commandments of the Lord their God and made molten "...made them molten images, even two calves, and made it grove, and worship all the host of heaven, and serve Baal. And they caused their sons and daughters to pass through the fire, and used divination and enchantments, and sold themselves to do evil in the sight of the Lord, and provoked him to anger. Therefore the Lord was very, was very angry with Israel, and removed them out of his sight. But there was none left but the tribe of Judah only." So all these things Israel did, they, they, I highlighted them just so we see that all these abominations they committed, which is why the Lord moved them. And the Lord begins Leviticus 26 by saying, have no other gods and keep my Sabbaths. Right? And they did the very thing the Lord said not to do, which was have other gods and made two calves. And, and one of the ways in this, these two calves, Ellen White tells us they typify, the golden calf typifies the Sunday law. But when you go to I don't have it in here, but I think it's in 2 Chronicles 17 or 33. It tells us that Jeroboam, he made two calves, and he set up one in Bethel and one in Dan, and he told the people, come and worship on the 15th day. Now, if we know what the week is, 1 to 7, day the first week, uh, 8 to 14, second week, and he says, come worship when? On the, Sunday. On the 15th day, it's
2: the first day, the
0: day the after the Sabbath right so these two calves that they made up is typifying son worship and we know that God would not have that they they failed to keep the Sabbath amen. amen it's
1: nice the two calves is the two beasts Protestants and Catholicism. amen the son and
0: thou shall not worship the beast and his, image and his image. The two calves amen praise God so now let's look at the captivity of Judah we saw that Israel went into captivity in 723 and the Bible says within three score and Five years shall Ephraim be broken. But Hosea says Judah also shall fall with them. Amen. So let us go to Jeremiah chapter 13 verses 8 to 10 verse 13, 20 and 24. It says in verse 8, Then the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Thus saith the Lord, After this manner I will mar the what? Pride it's of Judah. plain. The Lord said he's going to break the pride of, his, of there. Oh. Jeremiah plainly says it. I will mar the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So he uses Judah and Jerusalem interchangeably to represent the two tribes. Amen. This evil people, which refuse to hear my words, which walk in the imagination of their heart and walk after other gods to serve them and worship them shall even be as this girdle, which is good for nothing. Then shalt thou say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will fill the inhabitants of this land, even the what? Even the what? Kings. Plural. Right? It's important. Even the kings that sit on
2: David's David's
0: throne. throne, and the priests, and the prophets, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem with drunkenness. Yeah, because it's speaking about all four of them. All four of Mm -hmm. them. Amen. Four, seven times. Amen. Amen. And I will dash them one against another, even the fathers and the sons together. Um, I think Jeconiah was the son of Jehoiakim. Yes. Jehoiakim was the son of Jehoiakim. That's what he's saying here. Even the father and the son. The The Lord was already um, giving them these prophecies. And it says... I will dash them one against the other, even the fathers and the sons together, saith the Lord. I will not pity, nor spare, nor have mercy. Hear ye and give air. Be not proud, proud for the Lord has spoken. <clears throat> give glory to the Lord your God before he caused darkness and before your feet stumble upon the dark mountains. And while ye look for light, he turn it into the shadow of death and make it gross darkness. But if ye will not, what? hear it, or if you will not hearken Hearken unto it, my soul shall sweep in, weep in secret places for your what? For your pride. And mine, eye shall weep sore and run down with tears because the Lord's flock is carried away captive. And that's what he said. He was going to break the pride of their power and they was going to be carried away captive. Verse 18. Say unto the king and to the queen, humble yourselves, sit down, for your principality shall come down even the crown of your glory." And I don't have that in here, but when you bring in Ezekiel 12, 12 or 21, I was mixed them up. It says, "Remove the diadem and take off what? The crown, yeah. right? I will overturn, 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 right? Yes. And Jeremiah says, "Even the crown of your glory, the crown was the glory of Israel. That was Israel's pride. It says, the cities of the what? South. Of the south shall be shut up and none shall open them. Judah shall be carried away captive, all of it. It shall, holy, it shall be wholly carried away captive. Lift up your eyes and behold them that come from the north. Where is the flock that was given thee, thy beautiful flock? Therefore, I will what? I will scatter them as the stubble that passeth away by the wind of The wilderness. Alright. So this this is a prophecy from Jeremiah confirming what God said he was going to do to the kings of Israel. Amen. Now let's go to Second Chronicles and see this. It says, So Manasseh made Judah and the inhabitants of Israel to err and to do what? Worse than the heathen, whom the Lord had destroyed before the children of Israel. Let's go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah 15 and verse 4 says, And I will cause them to be removed into all kingdoms of the earth because of whom? Manasseh. Because of Manasseh, the son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, for that which he did in Jerusalem.
2: That's
0: for that the which he, For that which he did in Jerusalem. That's
2: the father's right there.
0: Yes, the father and the son. Yeah. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. For who shall have pity upon thee, O Jerusalem? Or who shall bemoan thee? Or who shall go aside and ask how thou doest? For thou thou hast forsaken me, saith the Lord, thou hast gone backward. Therefore I will stretch out my hand against thee and destroy thee. I am weary with repenting. I will fan them with the fan in the gates of the land. I will bereave them of my children. I will destroy my people since they return not from their way. So the breaking of the pride of the power is tied to destroying of God's people. Right? And the Lord destroys these people by placing them in captivity. Amen? Amen. Now let's go to 2 Kings chapter 20, 21. 2 Kings 21 verses 1 to 13. It says Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 50 and 5 years in where? Jerusalem. Which is Judah, right? Which is the south. It's all the same. And he did that which was evil in the sight of the Lord after the abomination of the heathen, whom the Lord cast out before the children of Israel. For he built up again high places, which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. And he read up altars for Baal and made a grove, as did Ahab, king of Israel. So he's doing the same thing as the ten tribes. right? And that's why Hosea says, Ephraim shall fall, but Judah shall fall also. Judah, they commit the same sin, but there's one, it says Judah did worse. Worst. Right? <clears throat> so it says, and he built altars where? In the house of the Lord. Verse, verse four. Okay. Of which the Lord said, in Jerusalem I will put my mm-hmm. name. And he built altars for the host of heaven in the two courts of the Lord's house. Now, the ten tribes, they made two calves. Right? But Judah took it a step further. They took those calves and put them... I'm not saying literally took those calves. But in, in worshiping idols, they took those idols and they put them where? In the Lord's house. They brought it to the face of the Lord. They did worse than their brethren. It says, And he built altars for most for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. And he made his sons his son pass through the fire... "...and observed times, and used enchantments, and dealt with familiar spirits and wizards, for he wrought much wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger." Same thing as the other tribe, only they brought it now into the house. And he set a graven image of the grove that he had made in the house, of which the Lord said to David and to Solomon his son, "...in this house and in Jerusalem, which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel, will I put my name forever. Neither will I make the feet of Israel move any more out of the land which I gave to their fathers. Only if thou wilt observe to do according to all that I have commanded them, according to all the law that my servant Moses commanded them, but they hearkened not. So Manasseh seduced them to do more evil than did the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the children of Israel. And the Lord spake, by his servants, the prophet saying, Because Manasseh, the king of Judah, had done these abominations, and had done wickedly above all that the Amorites did, which were before him, and had made Judah also to sin with his idols, therefore thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing such evil against Judah, Jerusalem, and Judah, upon Jerusalem and Judah, that whosoever heareth of it, both his heirs shall Tingle, and if you trace that 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 air's tingling, it's a very grievous judgment, right? And the Lord says the severest judgment is the seven times. Amen. Okay. Now let's go to Second um, Chronicles thirty-three. Now we're gonna find this time of the captivity for um, the time of the captivity for Israel. It says, and the Lord spoke to Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. Wherefore the Lord brought upon him the captains of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him to Babylon. And when he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers, and prayed unto him, and he and he was entreated of him, and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem, into his kingdom, then Manasseh knew that the Lord, he was God. Manasseh had that similar experience as whom? Nebuchadnezzar. Nebuchadnezzar right? So Manasseh, the Bible says, this judgment begins because of Manasseh. The seven times that, that passed over Jude, Judah begins because of Manasseh. Now, history shows us, and not just history, the Bible tells us in what year right, that, that, um, that, that this, this, this happened. And this happened in the year 677 B.C. Now, how does the Bible tell us? Because the Bible tells us when these kings begin to reign and when they fell and how long they reigned for. And if you go through the ancient um, records, it will give you a year as to when these men reigned and you trace it down and you will find that it was in 677 B.C., when Manasseh was taken. Uh, I, I like
1: mean. this because it, it, it goes with the quote from Prophets and Kings that you read. Amen. Where she says, A prophecy fulfilled in part in the time of the judges yeah. met a more complete and literal fulfillment in the captivity of Israel in Assyria. And of Judah and Babylon. Amen. But when you go down, it says Assyria took Manasseh, yes. but he was brought to Babylon. Amen. So it, it, it's nice that Babylon is the one that held Judah captive, right. even though the king of Assyria took yes, him. Praise the God. Lord made sure he fulfilled that.
0: Praise God. There's a lot of little details that the Bible yeah. is trying to teach us to pay attention to. Because man is gonna say, But well, this is not Babylon. Right. Yeah. I can see that happening, right? And so now the Lord shows that even though he's from Assyria, he took him into Babylon, because God's word must be fulfilled.
1: Because yeah, it says that on seri- um, Jeremiah 50, 17, that Assyria scattering, scattered, but never... Nev- yes. Yeah, but Babylon
0: yes. broke the bones. Amen. So, right. Praise God. So now let's go to Nehemiah chapter 9. Nehemiah also comments on this. He says, Now therefore, O God, the great, the mighty, and the terrible God, who keepeth covenant and mercy, let not all the trouble seem little before thee, that hath come upon us, and our what? Kings, plural, amen. And our princes, and our priests, and our prophets, and, our, and on our fathers, and on all thy people, since the time of what? Kings, the kings of, of Assyria, unto this day. So even Manasseh, I mean, even Nehemiah recognizes that it began with the kings of Assyria, Assyria, right? Amen. So let's go to Jeremiah 15. It says, "Israel is a scattered sheep." It says, Israel is a scattered sheep. The lions have driven him away. First, the king of what? Assyria, Assyria hath devoured him. And last, this Nebuchadnezzar had broken his bones. Next quote, PK 5, 422, paragraph 2. All right, she says, Within a few short years, the king of Babylon was, used, was to be used again Sorry, no, not again. Was to be used as an instrument of what? God's wrath. That's that judgment that we talked about, the seven times. Upon impenitent Judah. Again and again, Jerusalem was to be invested and entered by the besieging armies of Nebuchadnezzar. Company after company, at first, uh, at first a few only, but later on thousands and tens of thousands were to be taken captive uh, to the land of Shina, there to dwell in enforced exile. Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, Zedekiah, all these Jewish rulers were in turn to rebel, were in turn to become vassals of the Babylonian ruler and all in turn were to rebel. Severa and yet more what? Severer. Severer were the inflictions upon the rebellious nation. Now this goes to, let me keep reading, until at last the entire land was to become a Desolation. Desolation. Jerusalem was to be laid waste, burned with fire. The temple that Solomon built was to be de- had built was to be destroyed. And the kingdom of Judah was to fall. This is fulfilling Hosea 5. It says, Never again to occupy its former position among the nations of the earth. So the taking of these kings is teaching us that what happened there was never to never to be restored. That's what just needs
1: to break the pride of the power never again. Yes,
0: just like the image. That's what the thought Romario brought up earlier. When we come down to the feet, it's never to be restored. Amen. So in these four kings, Manasseh, Jehoiakim, Jehoiachin, and Zedekiah, we see the deterioration of Israel, right, Amen. from gold. Just like this image, down to my reclaim, right? Never again to be restored. Go ahead.
2: Another image that that, um, happened to, or which was the same prophecy we referred to, was in um, Dagon. When the Philistines had the ark and put it it in their temple. It fell. It fell the first time. But when they put it back up next to the ark, the Lord made an even severer punishment and brought it down and decapitated and mutilated it.
0: Amen. Praise God. That's nice. So Um I have in here Deuteronomy twenty four. not gonna read it, but go ahead.
2: Dagon is a. it was a half man half fish. That is the sea beast. It's showing it's, that ah, yes. it's showing that room shall be with his head cut off and falling down first the one forever. Was a wound. Yeah, the first Amen. one was a wound, but it comes back up it's and it's fully finished Amen. after. It's the sea beast, the sea Praise beast fully falls.
0: Amen. So in Deuteronomy 28, which I'm not going to read it, but this is the prophecy where Moses says, the Lord shall bring a nation from afar. And in that prophecy, we see first Nebuchadnezzar. Right? And Nebuchadnezzar came and he did all the words in this way. He, he destroyed the temple and he burned it with fire. And all that stuff. So um, Jeremiah says, first the king of Assyria, then Nebuchadnezzar. And so in 6, 723, the northern tribe falls. 677, uh, the... the, the the southern tribe is taken away. When you do the math, you, you, from 742 to 677, you find 65 years. years. The Lord fulfilling his word to the very letter. Mm-hmm. Within 65 years shall Ephraim be broken and be not a people. And the very first time the Lord says, you seven times, he says he was going to break the pride of their power. And it's clear to see that in these two kings, because Isaiah says, Christ was going to come after these kings were out of the way. Right? That's when Christ was going to come. So the sign that 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 they, they, Christ must come in a time when there is no kings. That's nice. You, you could always locate Christ, right? Yeah. So when these two kings were out of the way, then J- Jerusalem was supposed to be looking for Christ. That's what he's teaching. They from that moment they were supposed to be looking for Christ from that moment on. Because Kings gone. Christ, they were supposed to be looking for the sign. In deliverer. Amen. They were looking for an
1: earthly king.
0: Because these two kings took them into captivity. Right? So they needed someone to come and deliver them out of that captivity. Amen. So we'll pause here, and then we'll pick it up on the next seven times, because it's four seven times, and then we'll go through them one at a time and see what the Lord has in store for us. Shall we kneel for prayer? Heavenly Father, Lord, you continue, Lord, to open up your word to us. You continue to show us, Lord, the surety of prophecy. For you said in your word that we have a most sure word of prophecy. And we pray, O Lord, that those who who study these words, Lord, those who uh, are under the sound of my voice, also those gathered here with me, Lord, we'll see it for what it is, and it'll be a light to us all, Lord, that's shining in a dark dark place, revealing sin and, and bringing us to repentance, Lord, true repentance, Where, Lord, we turn from our wicked ways. These things are not arbitrary. Where is Christ in this prophecy? Many may ask, Lord. We we can see him here, Lord, because once this prophecy began, you told us that we had to look for Christ, for he is the sign, Lord, as to when this prophecy should come to an end. And so we thank you for these truths, and we pray and ask, Lord, that you will continue to lead us as we continue in these presentations. In Jesus' name, amen.